When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Talking City podcast here by the Manchester Evening News. I am your host today, Ash Barami, and I am pleased to be joined by Fitch Faye. Hello, Ash. It's nice to... Oh, we're not... Simon's about to jump in then. <laughs> and Simon Mikoski. Hello. <laughs> How we... It's rather peculiar line up today, but Yeah, I don't like nice. it. I'm in a new seat as well. It's not nice. I think it's nice. I'm back in the big boys. I'm used to having Si on my left, but today's on my right. Mm. It just doesn't doesn't feel it's a right. Bit, a bit discombobulated. Yeah. Normally, I'm just sitting in the corner, just hiding away yeah, for it to end. Silent voice. Usually, on, <laughs> usually on your phone as well, not really paying partner. any attention. Yeah. But it makes me look like I'm doing work though. So yeah, but not on a podcast because <laughs> no one can see. That's true. Well, Still doesn't stop you giving me a shout out every yeah, now and again. The produce, the produce, produce. Oh, God, that's no way I can't say. We're gonna have to start this podcast again now. Well, no, because I think I did I say last. Was it the podcast last year I told people that I used to have speech therapy as a child? Yeah, I think you did, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. remember that. Couldn't say my R's. I think it was the pre-Barami no. days, Same. maybe. Same. Couldn't say my own name. Produce. And look at us now. Still like, struggling to pronounce yeah. them. And people tuning off by the second. Yeah. Producer. Yeah. Produce. Nah, I can't say that. I think I was just we'll overthinking move on. it. Yeah. We'll move on. One, only one place to start, and that is the Tottenham game last weekend, Si. You were in the press box for it. I think the only thing we really can lead with is the VAR decision at the end. And what what did you make of that sitting in sitting in the press box? Utter madness. Pandemonium. Didn't know what was going on. I mean, I don't know what's going on normally when I'm sat there, but more than usual. Um, didn't know what was going on. And, I mean, it was VAR that gave it, but it was a handball rule that's come in for this season. Uh, that's partly come in because two goals scored against City last season with accidental handballs were seen as unfair. Um, but I spent about half an hour on the phone with the General Secretary of IFAB, who make the laws, and I'm still not really that much wiser about the, Don't think anyone the is. logic of the law. Um, I mean, for the first time ever, attacking handballs are being viewed differently to defensive handballs which is a bit strange um, I don't know how you can really say that Laporte um, you know controlled the ball and set up Jesus I think it sort of does down a lot of good that Jesus did in scoring the goal but <laughs> on the other hand City should have won the game before then because they had so many chances and if City were to replay that game against Tottenham or against anyone else they would win it the next 900 thousand times out of mm. 900,000 times because it was such a freak result that it's not going to happen again Rich what did you what did you make of it you, you, I mean you yeah I mean I, I hate, I hate VAR, VAR. I, know, I know you probably want someone to be the devil's advocate and say VAR's great but uh, I hate <laughs> I, it I like VAR I, I did See, like I don't, VAR I hate it I've really never but, liked the idea I've always hated it because like I've always said I love you need to blame someone like City at the weekend they played almost flawlessly they've played they've absolutely battered Spurs and at the end of the game if there's someone to blame it should be that referee he's got it in for us I want to hate the referee <laughs> not the technology not the rules because City 
City played by the rules and still battered Spurs. And then this new rule that come in. I know lots of Spurs fans on social media were getting saying, oh, that's sort of just desserts because it was that Lorente handball which wouldn't have counted in the Champions League under these new rules that's not just desserts so that's them getting well, Pep, two decisions yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> well they were saying well Pep was the one who campaigned for this rule yeah. change and I was like no that's that's not how it works I mean he campaigned for a fairer game he campaigned for VAR yeah, yeah. to work properly yeah. that's what he campaigned for and yeah. then they've just gone way over the top and they're just demonising any player how it touched his hand and it made no difference <laughs> at all. No one even saw it at first sight. So no. how is that clear and obvious? Clear how is that obvious, making... Yeah. How is that one little... Like, I just don't get... It's the same in that Wolves United game that was on Monday night when they almost ruled out Neves' goal. It's like, but that's one millimetre for a goal from outside the box. Yeah. So even if it is an advantage... And the, and how the technology is, isn't advanced enough to be able to determine in millimetres. No, exactly. So what's... Did anyone in no. that moment... I mean, like, handball any of the players no. oh no, no. That, that's the thing it's like Lurice no one's yeah. appealing for it as well yeah. wasn't he Lloris was saying to the referee you sort of got me out of this because I, I didn't see anything yeah yeah it's Would, a it's a crime without a victim almost well when you think of it like that you just got to think well, what's the point of having a referee on the pitch yeah because the referee has none of the players have exactly and it's getting to the rules and we're saying yeah. it with VR well honestly what's the point of a linesman anymore it, well it's just this problem because some on some calls, they take the referee's call. So you can debate whether Michael Oliver saw it or not, but the Premier League explanation for why City didn't get a penalty on Rodri in the first half is that Michael Oliver saw it, didn't think it was a penalty. And so the VAR team were happy enough with Oliver's explanation. They didn't want to overrule him. And yet on things like that, they will say, no, that's handball. You don't get a choice. You've not seen that it's handball so on some things they're being subjective and it's down to the field to the team on the field and on others it's being objective and you, it's such a mess what was, such a mess I mean I had the pleasure of being really ill at home watching on BT Sport <laughs> which their commentary did not help with the illness but again in the stadium side as well like, yeah it, what is it like because it, I it mean, just kills everything and it, it, <sighs> Who? What, I just, it's, it's, it not, just, it's not a spectacle, isn't yeah. it? I guess that's the whole point. That the, the decision was catered for me sitting at home. It wasn't catered for you in no, the stadium. No, no, exactly. And it, it almost wasn't catered for you. And we had the thing at West Ham last week where yeah. Sky or BT or whoever was showing um, the penalty being retaken because Fabianski was off his line. And then, oh, actually, no, it was because... Decor- so yeah. even, even they don't know what's going on. Um, I think when you've got someone like Guardiola who doesn't necessarily care for match-going fans and who is a big proponent of VAR, he likes VAR, um, wants to see it introduced. When you've got even someone like him saying, we need to make sure we've got this right, guys, um, it's, it, it shows how, how much of a mess it is. Yeah, I think, like I said, it just makes it systematic. It's almost like it's something to keep the top high performance sort of managers and maybe like betting companies on side the people who these fine margins matter being all yeah. but as a fan so I've paid my money I just yeah. want to go have a laugh I want to watch football I want to enjoy it I want to be in a stadium I want to feel it that's why you go to the match yeah because yeah. the VR's made it in a situation it's like well it's almost better as an experience to watch at home you have yeah, more yeah. understanding yeah. And which is everything football shouldn't be like Bernardo said after the game his next goal he might not celebrate as much because you know you've got to wait for the VAR to be confirmed and and, uh, you know Pep and Pochettino on the touchline just you know the diff the crowd still went wild at the end of the game but 
Guardiola yeah. was nothing like he was in that Champions League game because he was like, well, something's probably going to be up. Yeah. It's not going to be the first or last time we speak about this either. I mean, we're two games well, in and we've spoke about it, the West Ham game. and it, I was spoke, it, It's going to be now. City every week. It's going to be <laughs> City because they score more goals than everyone else and they, they play so, they're so, harder yeah. on the lines than everyone else. So That XG is all yeah. over the place. Just naturally, that just means you're going to be more involved with it. And they have so little defending to do as well. There's going to be so few sort of yeah. chances against them. So from now till probably the end of the season, I mean, we could speak about this all day probably. We're going to be doing this but... podcast once a week. <laughs> exactly the same, to be honest. Yeah, we could constantly speak about it, but well, we what, what simple changes, very briefly, would both of you make to make VAR more bearable? I'd, l- I'd literally only have it for red cards and fouls in the box. I wouldn't have it for handballs. I mean, the, the handball rule is the problem in this one we're talking about, but... See, I'm, I'm willing for them to have it I mean, I got, like they have it. Like the handball rule, I don't understand. Yeah, but the if thing is, there shouldn't be it, anything wrong fine. with it. But Roger yeah. still should have a penalty. Yeah, it's yeah. just the people yeah. using it. Yeah. Just... but it's it's communication has yeah. to be. I mean, I think Mark Clattenburg talks about micing people up. If everyone can hear Michael Oliver say, Rodri has gone up for the header, realised he's not going to win the ball and fallen over, then that is a fine explanation for not winning the penalty. Everyone can say, Michael Oliver, I don't agree with you. That's a stupid thing to take from what you've seen. Yeah. Um, But there was no explanation for anyone, either media or fans in the stadium, as to why that penalty was, was, um, was not given. And you go to the Premier League and they say, okay, here are some general rules. Well, why are these people who are trying to get VAR through not coming to, not showing it on the screen or, you know, that emailing round people and saying just so you know so that you're in the picture like this is why this wasn't given this is why this was given because nobody knows and and we're likely to make things up and get things wrong if we don't know anything about it because we can only go on what we've we've got so yeah. communication just needs to be so much better yeah and you, you need to just have clear like, just clear black and white what the rules are what you can and can't do and the, the minimum I think I mean they made the big point I know it was in La Liga last year that every team had to have this pitch side monitors and stuff but every stadium should have to have a, the ship, I don't know about monitor sizes but they should have to have a replay that showed I don't care what what some of the older stadiums maybe Old Trafford and Anfield might say we don't have the space for it make the space for it because it's not about getting people on seats it's about having the experience of the people in the stadium that they can actually understand what's going on they've got to be able to see the replays themselves but yeah. the the funny thing is, is that the Premier League after the Women's World Cup tried to be like, oh, you know, we're going to do things our way. We're not going to go to the screens all the time. And, you know, if a goalkeeper has... Is it just, just makes him look more clueless as Just well, off his line for a penalty, then it's going to be, you know, we're fine with that. And you saw that in the Super Cup. Really and, cool sort of dad vibe, aren't they? Yeah, we yeah, let things yeah, go. Yeah. yeah, And then uh, IFAB have come back this week and said, no, just so everyone knows, if he's a millimetre off his line at a penalty, retake it. So it, th- there's a battle going on between the lawmakers and the people who are enforcing the laws. So Premier League are promising something that they can't offer. Yeah, when that's happening... It, oh. You think the Premier League have just done it just to try and be like, oh, we're keeping up with things where like the... F- no, well, I think the demands of football the dem- did need it, yeah, because of the the amount of decisions last season. We did, we did ask for it, really. Be careful what you wish for. We wanted more thing. technology in the game and fairer decisions, and I think we'd like. But did we? As fans, did did we want it? Or did, yeah, or did people that, high up say, want it? Say that Sterling yeah. uh, offside in the Champions League against Spurs, like, yeah, 
it was only just offside, but it was offside and you would rather you say, go Spurs out to a decision that's only just offside than Spurs get done by a bad, because, a bad yeah, call that Because if spotted. this was the other way around and that was City knocking out Arsenal, shall we say, Ash, you yeah. would be livid and you would have thought about that all summer saying, we only got we would have won the Champions League, but we got knocked out because of a disallowed yeah. jammy so, goal so at the end. There's been very little kind of debate Part around of that, yeah. that Sterling call, I think because it was the right call in the end. But yeah. we're at that point where we can't say that things are the right call with VAR yet, which is, which is problematic. Problem. Yeah, what difference would it have made? If that goal stood, I don't think people would have been complaining about handball mine with all them replays. No, no, no. Yeah. It's um, it's just one of those things and I think it needs to improve pretty rapidly. Even if the things that they look at doesn't improve, they just need to tell us why they're making the decisions. Yeah, and it- a little side note as well on Gabriel Jesus. I mean, she should really have two and two. He's, he I did really start. He started against West Ham and he came on for Guerrero in the second half. He got got feel a bit sorry for him, haven't you? Yeah, that. no, but he, he looks brilliant. He looks really, really sharp. He, um, I was a bit surprised to see Aguero start ahead of him, and even though he got his goal, he didn't do very much um, otherwise. And Pep thought the same, which is why they had a big Barney when he came off. That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that is, you know, you want to see that that emotion. Um, but he, he looks really good and it, it's going to be, you know, if he's got the mentality where if he's kept out of the team, then he's just going to come on the pitch and score, then he's going to be a, a much bigger threat for City this season. Yeah, yeah, I think this could be a season where he finally becomes the number one. Like I, said, I mean, the, the annoying thing is that Aguero has maybe had a slump in form and like you said, Jesus has played really well but he doesn't maybe have the stats to back it up when he should have more goals already this season for yeah. that. But uh, yeah, really impressive. Really good work rate and again, credit to him that he keeps on getting sort of written off and people saying he's not quite good enough he's not going to be Brazil's number nine he's not the city's number nine well he is he literally is literally is now so (laughs) deal with it he's a quality striker throwback to the sort of the olden well I guess he's just the natural number nine that's different to grow he brings other people in as well he's just great to watch I love love seeing I think he compliments that city forward line perfectly as well because I know we said last week that often it's Sterling who comes in the back post and just does the tappings that's often with the criticism of Jesus it's not a criticism that your positioning's superb and you tap in a ball into an open net that's that's such a such a priceless asset to have and I think it's just fantastic and he also looks a bit bulkier yeah, it looks with sort of. Yeah, no, it's it nice. looks less a sort of childish. We'll have to ask him about it, but he sort of really find out what diet looks, he's been on. Yeah, yeah. My salads have not yeah. been working at all this it, week. It looks leaner and meaner, so yeah. we'll have to get you on the, the Jesus diet. Since I've started eating salads, my health has deteriorated rapidly over the last week. Mm. I've been really, really ill. Not eating the right kind of salad. Maybe well, it's, it's been washed salad. <laughs> Good point. Actually, you'd be really ill if that was the case. Wash salad leaves with. Some, some like lemon juice on top olives feta cheese sun-kissed tomatoes and some chicken shouldn't be too bad maybe but it's just your body rejecting healthy food yeah I think I need more sugar it, it's so used to the abuse yeah doy Easter egg season will be upon us before <laughs> too long. Christmas, yeah. Or Halloween. Well, first January first, you'll you'll be seeing the Easter egg. Okay, that's right. Don't worry about that. I mean, one other player will get How to mention Easter. <laughs> maybe maybe it's Jesus. He rises at Easter. The resurrection he? of Gabriel. Resurrection. Yeah, it naturally brings you onto eggs. I like that. <laughs> Kevin Devine. Um, he's. I mean, he's already. Uh, that's an amazing stat I saw last week that he's now got more assists this season than he did last season in the Premier League. 
I mean, he, he's looking like he's looking fit. He's looking well. I mean, what sort of season do you expect the best Kevin De Bruyne this season? Just from what you've seen already so far. Yeah, um, Charlotte and myself saw him out on tour in pre-season in four games, and he looked like it was unfair on the other teams how good he was. He looked really good, so I was giving him the big preview, and then at West Ham he was not that great and looked more like he did last season when he was trying to force it um, and sort of pushing things too hard. So I, I was more delighted than most, I think, to see him back in the form that we saw in pre-season. He's, he's the best player in the Premier League by a country mile when he's in that kind of form. And uh, if he keeps that up, then he's going to win City the league and win the best player in the league award. It was an assist record as well. Yeah, what I love about years, yeah, yeah, what I love about De Bruyne though is I saw it on Saturday. It's just like he gets so frustrated with his teammates. <laughs> he acts like he's playing Sunday League because no one's on his level. It's yeah. like you're playing in the best team in the world, and none of them are good enough. <laughs> but, like, but he looks like he doesn't look like a, an elite athlete either. No, like, you he know, just he's, he goes he's right playing in the Masters face. football, isn't he? He's just like it's <laughs> yeah. like watching a charity game. He's just there pinging passes in midfield, running yeah. about a bit, wax one in top corner, straight back to the kickoff. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. And he's he, just he, so effortless. He had two assists on Saturday, and he could have bad. Five and for all of us people with quite average builds, he's just a he's a exactly. poster boy, isn't he? He's yeah, not one of these yeah. people who's like a, he's not like Cristiano Ronaldo who's just like no been shaped by like God himself, no. as in chiseled away. He doesn't tan on holiday. He doesn't does tan he? on holiday. Likes to <laughs> factor fifty sort yeah. of no nonsense. Slap it on. What a hero! The hero for the modern man, Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, the, the only thing I've got maybe going against him is. The, the the second season of the Guardiola when he was amazing yeah. there was so little maybe expectation and he still had this I know but he just bro- he don't care yeah no I don't I think he's going to be the best player yeah. but I just wonder if the media are going to give him the credit he deserves this time and yeah. say like well at least Kevin De Bruyne we always knew he was good yeah like, I think people forget just how well, I, I think, amazing he is I think this season will be more about Raheem Sterling than it will Kevin De Bruyne yeah. in that respect because I think Sterling's going to have his best season yet um, but it'll still be De Bruyne that that wins them the league if they win the he league. He certainly won our hearts. It's one of them as well that like you look back on and remember great players as opposed to like in the moment. Yeah. If you know, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah it's just yeah. like Absolutely. David Silva starting it now. I remember six, seven years ago people were obviously talking about men but yeah, yeah. not as much I as think now. In, the se- in the same way that people still talk about like Dennis Bergkamp or something or Canton Albion. All those Arsenal players who were supposedly great that no one cares about. Well, yeah. Henri as well like, you know, yeah. that aren't on Henri less so but the players that aren't necessarily defined by when how many goals they've scored yeah. or yeah. things like that but you just remember like I certainly done it when I started watching Premier League football there were certain players that you just saw in the flesh and you were like he is incredible and uh, it's rare that I come away from a City game and have not thought that about De Bruyne every week yeah I agree Kevin nice. De Bruyne FC in it yeah best player in the world I mean, Bournemouth on the weekend. What sort of... Do you expect to see almost a similar lineup? Do you think Aguero might make way for Jesus or do you think he's going to roughly keep it the same? Maybe Mahrez could be involved. Um, I don't know. Rich? It's the beauty of Pep, isn't it? I've got no <laughs> idea. Might as well do a Tombola for your team selection. Uh, there's always going to be this... I mean, it's probably about... Is it my eight or nine guaranteed starters is going to be out there? And then you've got to pick between your likes of your Mares, who goes for in midfield. 
I, w- I personally would go, I mean, Sterling loves them. There's no way he's not going to play. I'd go for Jesus. And I probably would go for someone like Mares. Um, it's always been tricky Bournemouth away, hasn't it, for City? It's always been. Yeah. I mean, last season, it was just maybe the pressure of having to keep up winning that, that made it a tricky, and it should have been, of course, the year before, was that Sterling winner, that second game of the season, I say. Third. Third. And yeah, it's, it's going to be tight. Bournemouth can cause problems on the counter. It's one of those games where if City do have a lapse of concentration, they might get caught out of the back through the pace of, of Bournemouth. But with VAR in the show, who knows what's <laughs> going to happen? I think City, clear favourites, obviously. I would go Mares, Sterling, Jesus up front. De Bruyne has to play. I mean, more than City, it's going to be interesting to see how Bournemouth line up. Because yeah. last season... They uh, were so defensive. They'd just been battered 5-1 at Chelsea or Arsenal and it was as as defensive as as I can remember an Eddie Howe team being. They didn't have a shot. I don't think they had a... Never mind a shot on target. I don't think they had a shot. I don't think they wanted a shot. It was just like keep City out at all costs and then City scored in 50, 60 yeah. minutes. They still didn't have a shot. It, it was a really bizarre game of football to watch. Um, now, Eddie Howe has rightfully won many plaudits for an attacking style of play and a play that's easy on the eye to watch. That was anything but. But it's just a sign that sometimes you have to change your tactics for City. So it'll be interesting to see third game of the season, De Bournemouth, are they still relaxed? You know, they're not in a position where they need points. Do they sort of have a go at City or do... They say, right, we're going to brace ourselves for the onslaught. Yeah. I think they've got to attack, haven't they? I know yeah. it's like Welsh The best way to beat City is to attack yeah. them. Especially because I, I think they're right sides where they're strong points as well. Now they've got Harry Wilson in as well. And yeah. It's always going to be City's... I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens at full-backs as well, isn't it? I'm guessing he's going to stick with Walker, Zinchenko, but Cancelo... Yeah, Zinchenko had a bit of cramp. Yeah, he soldiered on, didn't he? He trained all right, but he, he does like Cancelo on the left, yeah. I was so. just thinking as well, Spangelino. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I was thinking just there, it's surprising that Bournemouth were so defensive last year because if you think the season before, it was only a, it was a last minute. Bournemouth could have won that game. Shot that defensive off. Seventh. Yeah, seventh. seventh, yeah. And yeah, Bournemouth Sterling had a chance in injury time. They, they played yeah. really well, Bournemouth. They could have won the game easily. Yeah. It was wonderful to watch. Who knows what would have happened if Bournemouth had won that game? Could all be very different. We might be living in a red world these days. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the Centurions for a start, would it? Exactly. There you go. <laughs> so poignant. <laughs> so poignant. <laughs> right. That's just about, I think, what we all have time for today. Yeah. I know you've got a presser to attend, Si. Yes. So, it's always a disadvantage of recording a podcast before a presser because something juicy could happen. Yeah. It won't, probably. Yes. Won't, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder this is the Friday before the press conference and Friday morning at half 11. So, so still got two days to enjoy it, probably when it goes live until. Till City wins six nil. It should be a well. It's a long drive down for many fans, and uh, cross country rail strikes mean it's an even longer drive back on the on the. Bournemouth on a bank holiday in the sunshine, though. Oh yeah, yeah. It should be a great trip, but um, I think there will be more driving down than we'll have wanted to because train strikes on the Sunday. Well, I know there's at least one person who's. Driving down when he wanted to get the train. <laughs> Put it that way. Right. <laughs> we'll leave it on that note. Right. Thank you for joining us on the Talking City podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on Aircast, iTunes, or Spotify. Or any other podcast device or platform. Or any other platforms, Rich. Yeah. You can get Good RSS job. feeds and all that, don't worry. Yeah. 
And also do leave us a review. You can get in touch with us via Twitter or via the iTunes reviews. Thank you for joining us and we will see you next week.